Welcome in to the Fantasy Tilt Podcast. Here are your hosts, Keaton Denley and Nate Hamilton. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Tilt Podcast. I'm your host, Keaton Denley, joined as always by Nate Hamilton. Nate, how the heck are you doing, buddy? I am good, man, as uh, you and I always talk before we hit the record button, but, uh, you know, very busy, um, not necessarily a bad thing, um, and life can get crazy and stressful, but uh, you and I, when we sit down to talk, that's a time to, you know, enjoy life and and, and let go of our daily stresses, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad you sort of mentioned it that way because, yeah, we have a, a busy lives. Obviously, we're both dads. We've got work going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the craziness is happening, and the craziness has been happening in the fantasy football world as well. So we want to just kind of take tonight. It's going to be a little bit casual, but we're going we're gonna to relax. And, you know, let's wipe the slate clean. We're, we're in redraft, but let's redo the redraft. We want to re-redraft in tonight's episode. So That's what great. we're going to do is we're going to pretend like the season starts now. We're going to have a two-round mock draft, me and Nate going back and forth. And let, let's start now. Clean slate. Don't have to worry about any of those stresses, injuries, things that have happened in the past. And we're going to see what the first two rounds of a redraft would look like for the remainder of the season. Now, before we wipe the slate clean, we should address some things that have been going on in the NFL because there's been some things happening uh, in in week seven and in the weeks prior, obviously. And we've, we've missed a couple weeks doing this podcast. So let's get into these. I'm going to do the injuries first. Hold on. I'm going to get a drink of water and a deep breath here. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need it. Here we go. All right. So we have Ryan Tannehill with an ankle injury. Brees Hall with a torn ACL. DK Metcalf, patellar tendon that does not require surgery, but there's no timetable for his return. Mike Williams with a high ankle sprain who will miss some time. Amon Ross St. Brown, who doesn't have a concussion. Uh, David Njoku, high ankle sprain, says he will be back soon. That's just the start of, of our injury discussion. Nate, is there one of these that stands out to you particularly or or maybe one that I didn't mention? There is one that I'm a little and it's and it's coming from a selfish place, obviously, because he's on all of my football teams, my fantasy mm-hmm. football teams. And it's I'm in Ross St. Brown, that whole situation. And I get it like player safety. Number one, you know, we actually I I think I went on tilt about this a few weeks ago, how they how could they possibly let Tua back on the field like you and I talked about this in in length. But I'm going to kind of (laughs) go against that a little bit here because. It very often in life, not just football or anything else, when someone or an organization makes a mistake. Uh, the way the NFL and the Miami Dolphins handled that Tua situation, they like to overcorrect. So yeah. by adjusting the new policies, and in, in however it's written now, basically if a player shows that they are stunned whatsoever after a play, they're immediately ruled out of the game. There's just no... We're not going to put you through the concussion, uh, you know, test and see if you have a concussion or not anymore. It's 
you know, God forbid you get hit in your days for a second and you stumble like one half step and or you you look a little dazed for five seconds or 30 seconds. Going forward, no more. They're going to be ruled out whether they have a concussion or not. And that's I mean, I, I take a little bit of issue with that just because that's going to lead to a lot of issues i think for fantasy football managers um and it did it hurt it hurt me obviously i got uh next to nothing from uh st brown last week and and in any two weeks ago three weeks ago he would have been right back in that game playing um and just fine so you know it's one of those things like he didn't have a concussion but he was ruled out for the rest of the game so it's like, all right, well, is he in concussion protocol or was it not necessary? So what what are we doing here? Like, I need, I, I think I just need more information from the NFL as to what their qualifications are in, in this new, you know, thing going forward. I'm 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 pretty irritated about it. I don't know why. I, I feel you on that one. For me, with Amon Ross St. Brown it's becoming more and more difficult to trust him for me. Um, yeah. And it's not because it's not because of the player, right? It's because of one injury and then the, the officials pulling him out of the game and it's the Detroit lions. Are we okay with that? Jameson Williams is going to come back at some point and, and get involved. And it was just when it was starting to feel like, Oh man, Amon Ra is a stud in this league. This guy's going to be a lock in your starting lineups going forward. A must start. And, and now there's just oh, one more question mark, one more thing. And, and it's turning me off of him a little bit. I, I know that I'm going to end up missing that one big game. because I'll give him the prove it week, you know, on my bench. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to regret it already. So I'm sure that's a future tilt pending. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's tough, especially when he gets pulled out of a game for, for seemingly little, little reason. It seems right. to be fine now. Um, I mean, Brees Hall is the other, the other just huge uh, injury. And we're going to get into it later when we get come to our draft, I'm sure. There's a lot of big names at running back, and we're not getting a lot of production. I know there's been some some studies, people looking at like the number of touchdowns that have been scored through seven weeks. It's pretty low historically. There's yeah. just not as many fantasy points to go around. And that brings all the running backs down with fewer scoring opportunities. But Brees Hall was one of those guys. I mean, he was their offense. Since uh, since they made the switch back to Zach Wilson from Joe Flacco, it had been the Brees Hall show. He he had really taken over and was really coming into his own. You just hate to see it for a young running back. I mean, we just went through this with Javante Williams. Now Brees Hall, devastating. This this one's heartbreaking for me. Yeah, no, it's 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 awful. Um, <clears throat> you know, he just had the game of his career. I think. I mean, he was right up there, and and yeah. Unfortunately, something like that happens when at just there's never a good time for that, no, right? No. And um, so interestingly enough, though, that leads to a James Robinson trade. Right. Uh, yeah. So so the Jets now have James Robinson. Um for fantasy purposes, I'm not sure that moves the needle too much for Robinson for me. Um, just because he's kind of thrown into a similar situation. Um, not the best offensive team. Uh, in the league, you know, he's going from the Jags to the Jets and, uh, you know, going from uh, ATN to Michael Carter, who's probably still going to be heavily involved in that offense because he's familiar with it. 
So, you know, I, I think that's more just of a lateral move for James Robinson, but um, it's good for ETN. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a, a positive for James Robinson because all he was getting was bad news in Jacksonville, right? Like yeah, it, this was right. ETN full takeover. Yeah. Uh, so giving him a, a change of scenery, um, I, I think could be good, but not great. It, it's not going to be great in for, with the Jets because he's going into a backfield that's still going to be sort of a mess. He He's a player that I just I've never really liked that much. I know he, he's gotten yeah. the job done, but he's not flashy. He's not exciting. Um and I did see, and I'm trying to find it now. I wish I could I could uh, credit the person who, who posted it. But apparently James Robinson grades like at 100% in pass protection. Like has been perfect. Yeah. Like it has not given up any any sacks on his assignments, not any quarterback hits or anything like that. So if nothing else, does this help, you know, Zach Wilson? Does this give him a little more time? Because he tends to panic under pressure. Yeah. Right? He, he, yeah. he makes some bad throws and some mistakes. Um, so maybe there's a little bit there. But call, the biggest yeah. news for that for me is ETN to the moon. Like I am, yeah, I am a sucker definitely. for this one. I'm all in on, on Travis ETN. Um, some other uh, interesting uh, changes going around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots are, are channeling their what was it 2007 Cardinals or where where they decided Matt Leinart and Kurt Warner <laughs> quarterback by platoon was a good idea. Yeah, like, do you yeah. remember that? Like, yes. This Mac Jones Bailey Zappy back and forth and Belichick's planning off like it was the plan all along to like have this platoon. Belichick is smarter than that. And he should know that we're smarter than that. Right. Something's going on in, in new England. Um, I don't know if you make anything of this one or if it's just the Patriots being Patriots. I, well, I think the truth is like Mac Jones hasn't been lighting up the scoreboard. He hasn't, he hasn't been, an amazing quarterback. He's not someone where you're like, Oh wow. I'm so happy. Mac Jones is my quarterback. If you're a fan of the team. Right. Yeah. Um, to be so, fair, his receivers are Jacoby Myers and Johnny Smith. Like of course, I mean, what is he supposed of to course. do? It's, it's the talent that he's surrounded by, but you know, Bill Belichick, if you're not playing good enough, he doesn't matter who you are and what draft pick was taken or how much you're making. He's, he's going to make a change. And I tweeted actually before uh, Monday Night Football <clears throat> and said, tonight, Mac Jones loses his job. And he got the start. And as right. you can see, this, the first time he throws an interception, here comes Zappy. And he immediately has what? Four, gets uh, two drives that result in a touchdown. One passing, one from Stevenson. Um, and you could just... I mean, if you watch the game at all, the crowd was going nuts. It was like, oh, yeah. my God, this is our savior. It comes in. I mean, ultimately, the Bears, first of all, let's just talk about this for a second. The Chicago Bears, one of the worst teams in the NFL, come into Foxborough on primetime television yeah. and hand the Patriots a, a, a disgusting loss. I mean, I, I, what do, like Bill Belichick? What <laughs> what is like? I think I think the dynasty clearly is over. Uh, we're probably not going to see anything close to you know what what we saw when Brady was there, and um, it's it's just amazing to me because you if you could bet on one game last week, it would either be between that one or Tampa Bay, ironically involving Tom Brady against the Carolina Panthers right 
and they both lost. Like, what is going on? I I feel like the NFL is fixed, <laughs> but it's also it's just it's just this um, harmonious, uh, lovely thing to watch to see Tom Brady and the Patriots separately fail miserably against teams they should easily beat. So that was a random tangent I just went on, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's all right. I, we I, I, call, I call the zappy thing. That's I guess that's where I'm coming back to. That's that's fine. Yeah, so we do have have one more thing, and it is another quarterback benching, and this one's Matt Ryan. Mm. So, honey, what are you going to rant about today? Worst day of my life? What do you think? Don't interrupt. It grinds my gears when you do that. You have to do better than this. Tell him, McCluskey. Tell him what time it is. You don't wait that long. The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! That's, that's what our show is. Now, Nate, you you let me know that you might have something to say about Matt Ryan being benched for Sam Ellinger. Uh, maybe. I, maybe. Let me just hold on. Let me get my notes out here. Okay. okay. <clears throat> get the scroll. <clears throat> try try not to get too tilted on this one. Okay. Um. So this quarterback, and you have no idea who I'm talking about, by the way. Mm, none, this quarterback, no, is tied for first in the NFL in completions, second in attempts. He's tied for first in comebacks, tied for second in game-winning drives. He's top four in passing yards, top eight in completion percentage, okay? Mm -hmm. Here's the negative. He's been sacked the second most times in the NFL. He's thrown a league-high nine interceptions, okay? Mm -hmm. But for this quarterback, is it really his fault when his offensive line was supposed to be the best, but instead is a bottom three, and that's being generous. Yes, obviously, I'm talking about Matt Ryan, okay? Yep. The offensive line is so bad that Jonathan Taylor looks bad. That's hard to John do. Jonathan Taylor has top 60 rushing yards just twice this season. The Colts, and, and all this bad happening, right? Mm -hmm. The Colts are still three and three in second, place in a winnable AFC South division. They beat the freaking Chiefs under Matt Ryan, okay? And now the Colts just want to turn it over to Sam Ellinger? Let, just hold on. Let me read you Sam Ellinger's career regular season NFL stats. Um, yep, not I no I don't he doesn't have any, okay? <laughs> so, they have I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, he doesn't have any. They have a former Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles, on the roster. But no, let's potentially destroy the confidence of a 24-year-old that could be the future of this team and throw him in with no one to protect him. If Matt Ryan was struggling the way he was struggling, and I watched games yeah, Matt Ryan looked bad, but it wasn't his fault. He had no time to do anything, and yet he still leads in all the categories that I listed. The fact that the guy, like, I am not, this, I'm, this is not like I'm in love with Matt Ryan kind of thing. I'm respecting the dude, and, and yeah, he's 37, but the numbers that he was putting up with one of the worst offensive lines in the league, again, being sacked the second most, you can't blame him for that unless he's holding on to the football, which he doesn't do. He, right. He's not one of those guys that just 
will just stoically stand there and wait for somebody to hit him. He gets rid of the football, and that's why he's so good in all those stats I listed. Yet, after, what, six games, they're three and three. After six games, they want to bench Ryan and, and, and come right out and say, yeah, we're benching him for a, a guy that hasn't played a snap in the NFL in a, in a real game and think that he's going to do better. Now, obviously, the NFL, as I just mentioned earlier, anything can happen. Weird things happen all the time, right? Yep. But if Matt Ryan could not find success because of the offensive line that he had, how are they expecting this 24-year-old to step in and just do everything? Because it's not, it's not going to be what he does. It's going to be what the offensive line does. And we've seen already that they're just so awful that it's cost Matt Ryan his job. And I think that's really what gets me, you know, upset. And we're, Matt Ryan and I are the same age. You know, if like, if people around me are not doing their job and they're the reason I get fired or whatever sat, I'm, I'm going to be freaking pissed. Like yeah. this guy is still collecting a paycheck. So hopefully, you know, he can find some solace in that. But I don't think this is how Matt Ryan deserves to go out. You know, he's still showing that he can produce in, in the worst case scenario. And, and the Colts are just throwing him away. And they're, they're potentially throwing their season away again when they can actually win this division. So I'm very confused. I don't know what the Colts are doing. And and I don't know. I, it's it's crazy to me that um, I could actually be on tilt about the, the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan. I'd never for once thought that. Right. But um, it, it just came to me, and and I just I don't agree with the move, and I think they're making a big mistake. Yeah, it, it does seem strange, because it, it, it is that they're just completely throwing it in on this season, and mm-hmm. this is a team that they're three three and one, which puts them half a game out of out of first place. The Titans right. are four and two. Um, yes, <laughs> Texans are or the the uh, Colts are uh, three three and one. But That's this right, team, yeah. I I don't understand. At all, and, and maybe this is them trying to figure out what they are because you look at how they've performed to date. They tied to the Texans week one. The Texans yeah. tie. They right. got shut out by the Jaguars in week two. Yeah. So they're oh one and one against two beatable teams, and then they beat the freaking Chiefs right. in week three. Like what is they lose the Texans? They beat the Broncos, which was an, a hideous game. They beat the Jaguars, who they'd previously been shut out by. They didn't let me just stop you there. They didn't just beat the Jaguars. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Let me just uh real quick, I gotta look this up because I I had it pulled up and I closed the window. But they didn't just beat the Jaguars in, in a game where they lost. But Matt Ryan, this is two weeks removed. Matt Ryan put up 389 passing yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions in that game. That was just two games ago. And they're going to bench this guy? Like, what? Again, what are they doing? Absolutely absolutely nuts. Um, Inexcusable. I mean, and and you're right. Just to to do that to Matt Ryan, too, it seems tough to give the guy a a little bit of a break. So it makes me feel like there's something else going on behind the scenes. Maybe. I don't know if this comes from ownership or what, but it, it feels like a tank job. But yeah. if this was your plan for the season, you should have gone with the um the sixth round, former sixth round pick, Sam Ellinger, sooner. 
Um, then, then put Matt Ryan out there again. It does seem strange. That's a, that's a solid tilt. And I'm with you on that one. It is funny though, to get for us to get worked up about the Coles. I (laughs) generally couldn't, couldn't care less, but yeah. Well, that's how much I care about this game, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, so my tilt is, is much more selfish. This one's all about me. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, uh, I got, I got to back up a little bit. This was week six. Um, I'm in a weird dynasty league. Um, I think I've talked about on this podcast before we have superpowers. I've, I've got superheroes on my team. Yes. I love it. And, and they basically act as like multipliers. It's like a one-time cheat code that you get to pick a matchup, pick your spots and you get to add, you know, all your touchdowns that week are worth eight instead of six or, or something like that. So, so the idea is you, you need to make these things count because they, they should be an auto win if you, if you time it right. And you've got to win when you use them because later on somebody else is going to use their power against you and it'll cause you to take a loss when maybe you should have won. So it's really important to make the most out of these when you use them. Um, I'm doing pretty good in this league. I'm I'm going against another uh, an opponent who's also doing pretty good. We're kind of going to be in that bottom half of the playoffs. This could be really important uh, end of season Mm -hmm. to have this win. And I'm looking at it and I've got both my quarterbacks on by Derek Carr and Jared Goff on by. And in a super flex league. So I'm up against it already. Like this is probably going to be a loss. And, uh, fine. I'm going to take this loss. Yep. My other quarterback's Daniel Jones. So I start thinking he's playing the, the Ravens. The Ravens pass defense has been beatable. I know Daniel Jones doesn't have any weapons, but maybe this could work out. And I have this power that takes one of your quarterbacks and multiplies their, or adds 25% to their score. And it'll make your other quarterback match that score. Whatever it is. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I could use an extra 25. I I could use an extra 25% on Daniel Jones. That would be a huge help. Yeah. But I don't have another quarterback. Oh, yes, I do. I have Jordan Love. (laughs) So I start Jordan Love knowing I'm going to take a zero. Yeah. But he's automatically going to match 125% of Daniel Jones. Wow. So this is this is like next tier move right here, right? Like I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. creating two quarterbacks out of basically nothing because my nothing. two guys that I've been starting are out on by. So I, I I go for it. I use the power. I, I'm I'm all in on this week. This is gonna work. And I get down to Monday Night Football and I have Mike Williams. And all I need is four point two fantasy points for Mike Williams. <laughs> this whole thing pays off. I, I have escaped this week with a win. Need 4.2 fantasy points from Mike Williams. I'm feeling like this is a lock, right? Oh because God, the, week yeah. bef- the week before that, Mike Williams, 23.4 points. The week after, which I didn't know yet, but the week after, 21.6. And I only needed 4.2. I got 3.7. Unbelievable. I lost by half a point. I mean, the scores of this game become 202 to 203, right? Like massive amounts of... And I use my, like, this This is my power. I mean, I'm all in on getting this win. <laughs> and I lose by a catch? Five yards? Yeah. That, uh, was, that was two. So the 3.7 you're talking about is two receptions for 17 yards. Keenan Allen isn't playing. Like, yeah, you're the number one wide receiver. Herbert's throwing you the ball. You're, you're six foot four. Fall forward one more time, and I'm good. Or just Just, catch one more pass. Just so devastating that I put so much effort into like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I have no idea what Daniel Jones is going to do. But, you know, Daniel Jones' 19 points was serviceable, turned into 23 because of my multiplier. I got a free 23 points out of Jordan Love. Mm. 
and then it didn't work out anyway. And that's just so brutal because now I've used up my like power up, didn't get a win. I'm sure somebody's going to use a power up against me and I'm going to take a loss that I should have. It's like a two game swing. And it's that is very frustrating because you actually took a quarterback that wasn't going to play and you gave him points. And that was an amazing move. And uh, yeah, I mean, those things are really frustrating, but I will I will try to make you feel better. Okay. process over results, my friend. And I know I know you did. But the the problem is the process isn't repeatable, though, because I've used that power now this time. Right. (laughs) And like this league (laughs) when again, am I going to have Jared Goff and Derek Carr on by the same time I'm playing like, yeah, that's not it's not a process that's repeatable that I could have learned from because that was the one opportunity. And I thought I was like galaxy braining this thing and it and it didn't work out. So really tilted about that. And you know what, Nate, I'm ready to just wipe the slate clean. Yeah, let's do our redraft redraft draft. yes redraft redraft <laughs> let's go you ready to get into this you want to go first or second we we didn't decide who, who goes first um i don't know i'll let you decide you're always letting me pick why don't you decide okay i'm gonna start because i think that the player that i would take second you're not gonna take so now i'm gonna get my first and third picks uh, oh okay See, I'm, okay. I'm gonna galaxy brain this one too So we're going to draft the first two rounds, 12 teams, basically sort of your regular rules. We're not doing anything crazy here. It's going to be one quarterback, one tight end, some version of PPR, whether it's half or full. We're getting some Mm -hmm. credit for those catches. Um, And we're going to go through two rounds and we're just going to alternate. And we're going to where where necessary. We'll add some notes um, where we think it speaks for itself. It'll speak for itself. Sound good? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's get after it. All right, and this is live. We haven't talked about our picks or anything like that. So if I get no. sniped, we're going to get a real-life tilt <laughs> <laughs> off the top. My my number one pick, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. It's okay. my number one pick in a redraft, redraft for the remainder of the season. Saquon Barkley, um, he's getting 24.7 opportunities per game. Mm-hmm. Carries, touches, targets. I mean, he's got a plus strength of schedule the rest of the way. He's been getting it done. He's going to continue to get it done. This team doesn't have any other choice. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. Well, that is a good pick, and I'm glad that that's who you took first because I had him fourth on my list. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and and take Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb is just super – he's Mr. Reliable, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. even with Kareem Hunt there, he's leading – all running backs with eight touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I don't really have to explain why I'm taking Nick Chubb, but yeah, he's he was already to me a top five guy heading into the season. But if if we're gonna do a redraft in the middle of the season, he's my number one guy. So let's go with Nick Chubb. Nick Nick Chubb's a, a great pick. I actually I have him third on my list. I mean, he, he leads the NFL in rushing and touchdowns. I mean, what, yes. what what more do you want, right? And, oh, by the way, Jacoby Brissett's been his quarterback this whole time. That's it's right. not going to get worse from here. Like, they're going. he's going to get more scoring opportunities. Presumably, the offense only gets better with Watson uh, when he comes back. Chubb's great. And, and there's been rumors about, you know, Kareem Hunt getting shopped around. If that happens, yeah. I mean, Chubb's, Chubb's the guy. That's a good pick. Um, number three. I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Uh, you're talking about Nick Chubb as a guy who scores touchdowns. The only running back that comes close in that department right now is Austin Eckler. He's actually tied his eight total touchdowns uh, as well as Nick Chubb. His obviously he's getting some receiving work in there. Um, 
Austin Eckler, 24.96 points per game in, in the league that I checked it in. Um, that's first among running backs that, that have played mm-hmm. you know, significant, significant sample size. Um, Austin Eckler, you know, he's got a negative strength of schedule the rest of the way. Like he's got some tough matchups yeah. for running backs, but calling him a running back is a little bit of a stretch. Let's be honest. Um, he, he really gets his work done in the receiving game. The, the wide receivers for that team are banged up. If Austin Eckler gets 10 receptions next week, I will not be surprised. Um, we're going the rest of the season on this one. So I'm going to take Austin Eckler at three. So Austin Eckler was number five on my list. So go right ahead and take him. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and uh, the only concern I have with him is he's not on the field enough, man. I haven't looked at his percentages, but I watched the last game. He's he's like not on the field when he should be, you know, because mm-hmm. as him being the guy and I get efficiency numbers and everything. Um, but, you know, his 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 touches concern me a bit. Um, that's the only reason why I have him. You know, fair enough. Fifth on my list, yep. uh, but he is he has scored in four straight games and he's tied with Nick Chubb with eight total touchdowns. I think he has three mm-hmm. receiving touchdowns. So um, that's a good pick. Solid pick. Um, so but again, we're talking about if we started today. OK, knowing everything we know now. Yep. Um, it, it's actually going to be surprising who we leave off this list. Never mind who we're talking about. Right. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, so let's go with another running back because I like to go running back early and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs, nice. right? Yeah. Josh Jacobs looking like a legit RB one over 140 rushing yards in each of his last three games. He just, he appears to be unstoppable. Devonte Adams was supposed to be the star of this team. It's Josh Jacobs. So <laughs> give me him all day, every day. And it seems like he's just warming up and, it, and that that's even scary to say. So uh, I'll go with Josh Jacobs. I'm really glad you took that one because it's it's probably the right pick, but it's a pick I didn't want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I but, but Josh Jacobs, he he this season he has one more yard per carry than his best season to date, and that was his rookie season. So something's going on in Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Jacobs has been a, a really pleasant surprise. You love to see stories like this in fantasy football where a person's not. Uh, disappointing Najah Harris. Um, they're actually outperforming expectations, right? Like somebody, it's a positive story. And I have right. a feeling, I have a feeling Najah Harris is going to be lower or off of this list as, as a little bit of a spoiler, but to see a guy mm-hmm. like Josh Jacobs really perform, um, silence some critics. Cause I know there were some people calling for uh, Zamir white or somebody else on that team to, to step forward. Um, Josh Jacobs is a solid pick. I'm having, I'm gonna have a really hard time with this one, and actually the 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 Matt Ryan benching I think is gonna sway my hand here. At number five, I'm gonna take Travis Etienne, and okay. I know that's a bit of a that's a bit of a statement pick, but we, we just is. saw James Robinson get traded away. This is Etienne's show. In his last, he he started two games. In his last two games, uh, he had 108 total yards and 119 total yards. He's got a touchdown. He's tied for third in the league amongst running backs with 6.1 yards per carry, um, basically tra- uh, trailing uh, Kenneth Walker, and that's it. Um, he- he's been amazing. He's electric. Just watching him, I want this guy on my team. I want to be rooting for him. Um, really, really excited for ETN uh, the rest of the way. So maybe it's a little bit of a reach, but I wanted to get my guy. That's I'm, I'm certainly, really excited. I mean, that's certainly a, a reach. However, who am I to say that, right? Like, this is the beginning of the season right? Yeah. Like 
a, a lot of reasons that I'm I'm picking the players I am is is what they have done so far. But again, knowledge, hindsight. We we have the power of hindsight here, so I can use those and also what's what's to come. And and you know, um, so good pick. Didn't even think of the guy. So that's that's good on you. Shoot. Are we gonna go? First wide receiver off the board. Okay. This is the breaking point. Either this pick or the next pick. I think it's going to happen. I'm going. I'm going to go wide receiver here because okay. I, I was a, I was a year early on saying he's going to be the number one wide receiver, and I think he's got a really solid shot this year. Stefan Diggs. Yep. Great. Pick. Over a hundred yards in four of his six games. Touchdowns in four of his six games. He has the best quarterback throwing to him, Stefan Diggs. I mean, how can I how can I turn him down? He's he's amazing. I'm gonna go with him with the sixth overall pick. And I think there's a case to be made for Stefan Diggs to be earlier than this. Um, my my personal draft strategy going into this though is I wanted to get a solid running back, a guy that I know is going to get the workload um, that can carry the rock because running back gets sketchy quick. Yeah, um, so does. I think that's why Diggs really and, some these, and some of these receivers have fallen the way they have. Yeah. Um, but Diggs, his his twenty five um, fantasy points per game would would be number one as a running back. Like he is putting up the numbers. Yeah. But because there's other wide receivers that are doing maybe not as good but similar things, mm-hmm. um, would have would have pushed him down a little bit more. So I'm going to take one more running back here, and it's the 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 running back that that I would have taken over ETN if not for the Matt Ryan news. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor which is just crazy that he's now seven. I mean, you talk about a fall from grace. Yeah. I, I just can't let it go any further. I, I, the reason we had him number one in, in the off season, I, I got to put him there now. I, I, wow. I think that he's going to move past that injury. I know he's had a, had a rough go of it. Um, but, you know, th- there was that story that he held himself out of a game. So I, I think that that's the player making smart decisions for the long term. I, I think that's going to help him get right and get back going with this offense. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor at number 7. All right, are you ready for a hashtag hot take? What's that? We both came to this with 24 listed players, correct? Mhm. And we didn't discuss this. Correct? No. Right. All right. Here's the hot takey part. I did not put Jonathan Taylor in my top 24. Wow. And, yeah. and why is it injury related or is it because of the changes it's, at the quarterback position? It's not injury or changes at the quarterback position. It's the same reason why I was tilted on Matt Ryan and it's the offensive line. Yeah. Again, I mentioned that Jonathan Taylor eclipsed 60 yards just twice this year. He should be close to, if not over a hundred yards easy every single game. Okay. He should be. Yep. Uh, um, you know, maybe with Ellinger in there now, I don't know if it's Ellinger and Ellinger. I think it's Ellinger. I, I heard Sam Ellinger actually. It, pres- it pres- doesn't pres- matter. Pres- let's, let's be honest in, in six months. We're not going to have to know. Well, it's funny because his last name starts E H linger. So I already tweeted out like it's Sam meh. Cause I put the M right in front. Meh. I see what you did linger. there. Yeah, I get it. Uh, uh, <laughs> so anyways, so that's the whole takey thing. I did not put Jonathan Taylor on this list. Because of my concerns with that O-line, knowing what I know now 
Because heading into the season, they were supposed to be the best freaking offensive line, which is why it was so high on Jonathan Taylor and everyone else was. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing that. And now he no. doesn't even have a veteran quarterback to <laughs> manage the game for him. So I'm very concerned with Jonathan Taylor. I do have a slight counterpoint to that. And it's sure. because I saw the box score for Deion Jackson when Jonathan <laughs> Taylor was out. Yeah. And if yeah. Deion Jackson can do that, yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor can get right and, and hopefully help us out down the stretch. And I, I just couldn't see the fall any further. I, I just, I just right. had to, to jump Did he hold himself one. out because he's protecting his injury or because he knows his O-line sucks? Just, just make, He made a business decision. Let's say that. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to go with another wide receiver. Yep. And I'm so happy. I, I, I'm drafting this as if it's like my team. And clearly, obviously, this is not how this works. Right. But I'm still going to do it. I'm going to tell you every time. Mm-hmm. My team's amazing because now I have Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson. Justin my Jefferson's favorite, my favorite, my new favorite. As you know, I've, I, I make it known to the world who my favorite wide receiver is. And for years, it was DeAndre Hopkins. For yep. years, it was Devontae Adams. And now, for years to come, at least the next year or two, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. And uh, it already you know that Hopkins and Adams haven't died yet or anything. Like they're both still playing. I love all three of them. I mean, let's just have a party. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, no, they're, they're, spoiler alert, all three of them are on my list. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll explain. Don't you worry because I am picking them all. Uh, yeah, you're going to be. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know you won't be. Anyway, so Justin Jefferson, similar to Diggs, 100 plus in four of six games, including each of his last three games. And he's a target monster. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I mean, do I do I have to explain that? Like he, he was going as the number one guy prior to the season. He should be going as the number two guy or even number one. It can go back and forth between him and Diggs. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead with Justin Jefferson here. Justin Jefferson, a, a good pick. And, and it's funny because I'm, I'm feeling like, oh, no, there's a run at receivers. I'm going to miss out on one. But yeah. I, this team that's coming up hasn't actually picked yet. So it's not like I'm building a roster. I'm falling into that trap of like, exactly. these are my, this is all my team. That's well, that, but I'm going to keep reminding you that this is my team. I have Stefan Diggs. I have Justin Jefferson, Josh, Josh Jacobs, and Nick Chubb. And another reason why I love jo- uh, J- Justin Jefferson is because um, my son loves him, and my son has nailed the gritty. I mean, he's seven years old. He's already cooler go. than I am. And, uh, yeah, so there we go. Crushing it, huh? Um, so I, I have to put a little bit of a disclaimer on, on some of these picks because we haven't really mentioned it. I, I'm sort of going bi-week agnostic on these. I, I'm not paying yeah. attention to whether they've had their bi-week or not. Same. So people might be shouting at us like, why would you do that? He hasn't had his bi-week yet. Right. Right. I, I didn't even pay it. To, didn't even look at it. Like not concerned with that. This is more for fun than us trying to make a lineup every week. Although I do know Diggs and Jefferson have both just had their bi-week. So. Recently. Fair enough. So maybe, maybe you, maybe you've been scheming a little bit behind no, the scenes and taking advantage. Um, but uh, I'm going to take my first receiver here. I'm going to take Cooper Cup. Um, by the numbers I was looking at, he's number two in points per game. He, he is the Los Angeles Cooper Cups at this point. Like, that's the entire offense. Um, give me the guy who's, who's just getting all of it. Uh, and Cooper Cup has shown last year and this year that he's certainly capable of carrying that load. Okay. I, you know, I mean, I have to mention these things. Cooper Cup, I had him actually 15th on my list. 
And, and, the, and the justification for that is what? Just like he's still putting up fantasy points, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he's scoring touchdowns. And I know that's like, you know, that is a thing with him. He's going to do that because mm-hmm. he just doesn't know how not to. Well, who but, else on that team is going to score touchdowns? But I'm, I got to say this. I'm a little concerned going forward for these Rams. Matt Ryan is not clicking. Or, I'm sorry. Matt Stafford's not clicking. Mm-hmm. And we, you want to talk about a bad offensive line. I mean, I think yeah. the Rams are right there with the Colts as far as how bad they are. So this is more concern going forward, right? So it's kind of like it's it's hard to toe the line knowing what Cooper Cup has done already and, and what we're expecting going forward. I just feel like there are other players I would have chosen over him. But that's fine. This is working out for my amazing team that I pick every other pick. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yep. Okay. So the next pick, and uh, we're getting close to round two here. Yeah, we're coming up on the turn. One, two, whatever. Yeah, three more picks, I think. Hmm. Let's go with my third wide receiver in a row. And I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Okay, I think the rest of the season is a big part of your your reasoning here, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill uh, is a playmaker. And not only is he a playmaker, but he's a weak winner, right? So he's Mm -hmm. one of those guys that has a fairly safe floor, but his boom weeks win you that week with him alone. And that's the type of guy I want to have on my team uh, especially when I also have Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, let's let's start a league, just you and me. We'll yeah. just be the two of us. <laughs> oh my god, that would be awesome! Let's do it. Halfway, oh, man. Yeah. Um, my next pick. Gosh, you know, you're not even gonna have to like detract from my pick and tell me why I'm wrong on this one mm. because I'm probably gonna do it for myself. I got to take DeAndre Swift. Now, okay. Jamal Williams is getting all the touchdowns. He's got six yeah. or something absurd. Right. And unfortunately, that's probably not going to change when Swift is back healthy. But DeAndre Swift, in the games that he's played, is scoring 17 points per game, and that's seventh in the NFL amongst running backs. This offense is going to have to start keeping offensive weapons healthy at some point, yeah. I hope. Yeah. And, and and DeAndre Swift, when healthy, has just been a beast in the league. But he's mm. hardly ever healthy. So yeah. I'm hoping that this season's worth of injuries have already happened to him. And then rest of the season, he's going to be okay. I don't feel great about this pick. But as I'm looking at the rest of these running backs, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I'm worried I'm going to miss out. So I'm going to take Swift here at 11. I don't hate it. I will tell you that I think that it is high risk, but also high reward. I think right. he, if, if, like you said, if his injuries are done <laughs> with for the rest of the year, big he, if, could, he but... could absolutely be a league winner. But my buddy Chris Robin tweeted out earlier. I saw him. He's a huge Detroit Lions fan. And um, he said, are we ever going to see DeAndre Swift, uh, TJ Hawkinson, and um, Amon Ross St. Brown 
all healthy and, you know, at a, on a consistent basis and playing together. And, you know, I feel for him because I know what it's like to be a fan of a team that just doesn't win when they should. I have a prediction for that week when that happens. Okay. Jared Goff is going to throw for 180 yards and four interceptions. Wow. <laughs> That'll be the week that all the offensive weapons are healthy. We're ready to go. Come on, Detroit. And, and they're just going to collapse. It's going to be too much of a process for Jared Goff going past his first read, and it's going to get ugly. I, yeah, I just have a feeling that's how it's going to go. You know, I, I remember once when the uh, it was like four games in and the Lions were the most score scoring offense in the league and they were just clicking on all cylinders and now they are becoming the Lions and it's very frustrating to watch because I chose Jared Goff as a very late second quarterback. I'm in a few two QB leagues and mm-hmm. um, it's it's um, very disheartening to watch especially after it started so well it gave us hope and then mm-hmm. here's here's where we're at so nate we, we approached the turn and, and i think redraft sort of style here you're going to take these next two so you got back to back picks here go thank you so much this is amazing yeah this is so good you know just for the sake of of how the draft board looks i've done three wide receivers in a row yeah let's make it four. Oh, you have an opportunity okay. to make it five if you want no, I'm gonna do four here, and I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna um, risk this one because I know you love your running backs. Clearly, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. and if and I, I apologize to the listeners if you're hearing this stuff because I'm typing in on an Excel doc because I want to share this with Keaton after all of our picks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's make it four in a row and go with basically another Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. Yeah. Playmaker, week winner. That's who Jamar Chase is. I don't need to justify that. And I can't believe I'm honestly getting him at the end of the first round. It's it's certainly a late and he fell. And, and the reason he fell for me is Higgins and Boyd. I, I know yeah. that when, when it's a chase week, you win. I mean, that, that's what, we, what we're seeing. I, I'm just worried that those don't come frequent enough. And because of the scarcity at the running back position, that's why Chase fell. Amazing player. would be super stoked to have him on my team. But as a first round pick, I man, I, I don't know if I if I can do it, especially with the depth at wide receiver. So it's more of That's, a running back thing that pushed him, but also, you know, that offense, it can be streaky. Totally fair. I get it. All right. So I'm gonna get off the wide receiver train for a second okay. and um go back to the ground game in Derek Henry. Yeah. Off to somewhat of a slow start. And you want to say that, and it's like Two 80 plus yard rushing games sandwiched in with like a really bad one. Um, right. so that's a slow start for him. However, he's now has three hundred yards or more uh rushing games in a row, and he's getting involved in the receiving game. And with the with the Lion Tannehill news, um they're gonna have to rely a lot more on Derrick Henry uh than they already have. So I think this is an easy um, first pick of the second round uh, for me, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is when you're, you're saying Derrick Henry had a slow start. Like, what else is new, right? Like, that that's always <laughs> how he starts. So and we know how he always finishes these seasons. Right. He's got a top 10 uh, strength of schedule for running backs the rest of the way. We know that Derrick Henry smashes when the, when the weather gets cold. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's an, that's an amazing pick. I, I, this, it would have been my pick here uh, if he'd gotten to me. And I don't like Derrick Henry, but if I could have second half Derrick Henry and not have to deal with first half Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on board with that. So yeah, I'm I'm good with that pick. Um, I'm gonna take another running back that probably shouldn't have fallen this far. I'm gonna take Dalvin Cook. Okay. I, I, and you know, I I don't have a reason for that besides that's okay. He, he's a feature back in the league. He's gonna get the opportunities. Um. I'm hoping he holds together. He could just completely fall apart at this point, but if he doesn't, um, that's a running back who's worthy of a top five pick. If he's, if he's hundred percent sure. healthy and getting, getting the looks. So in the second round, I feel pretty good about having uh Dalvin cook. And I'm going to confirm your take here because he was my next running back listed. So great. Good pick. Great pick. I'm going to, what is it? The third pick of the second round. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and do it, man. This is not something, first of all, I would typically do for my leagues. Oh, don't. I'm going. Okay. Tight end. Travis Kelsey. Oh, man. Travis Kelsey. And why wouldn't I? He's like leading in fantasy points. In in it doesn't matter what position, okay? It's like right. he, he's 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 up there. He's a he's a top five guy in fantasy points if you take out um, uh, you know, quarterbacks. So I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey. He's fantasy gold. He's he's not human. If he's not getting you fifty plus and a touchdown, he's getting you seven receptions and a hundred yards. And if he's not doing either of those things. He's getting you four touchdowns. So, I mean, Travis Kelsey, he doesn't have the threat of uh, Tyreek Hill anymore taking away from his um, production. And Travis Kelsey is just a fancy producer, man. I got I to have him on my team. You know what's interesting? The reason that I didn't want to take Travis Kelsey is totally irrational. Like... <laughs> I, it, I, it already found it. You don't even have to explain it. it. The fact that you said you didn't want to take him is is truly irrational. Right. Because in my opinion, unicorns shouldn't be you shouldn't be allowed to pick unicorns in your fantasy <laughs> football drafts. They, they, they don't they don't belong there. Like yeah, a, like a wait, tight end. On, let, me, let me just say something. When you think of the word fantasy, unicorn is like got to be a top three thing that comes to mind. I know, I know. As but far what? as an icon that... Travis Kelsey it. has no business with seven touchdowns through seven weeks. That It's I just mean, not fair, and I'm opposed to the whole idea of it. Oh. <laughs> I just don't want this at all. It is insane. Like, he has, set, he has seven. Mark Andrews has five. And then the next closest tight end has three. Yeah. And he's developed that lead... In seven weeks, what is happening? It's just like, you know how when we have the vacated targets and we we fall into the trap of taking, okay, we're going to take all of Tyreek Hill's points and give them all to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And that never, ever happens, except it's happening. Why? Why is it working out this time? I feel like it's not sustainable, but I have no evidence to support that. And it's a great pick. I I just couldn't bring myself to do it. He has he has more fancy points than Cooper Cup. He has more fancy points than Tyreek Hill. He has more fancy points than Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall, Derrick Henry. All these guys we've already picked. He has more fancy points than he is the sixth most fancy points among, and this is half point PPR among um, 
running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So, I mean, this is a steal. I, I think we've got a couple more picks here, and it seems like this tends to happen about halfway through the second round, where you, yeah. where you come up to a cliff. Um, and I've got a few more players here, so I'm going to try. I'm going to get one of them that I think belongs in this tier that you know isn't isn't. A, I'm not a big fan of this player, mm. but it's part of the tier. I got to take Devonte Adams here oh, at, at, pick, at pick 16 overall. How do you? I mean, I I just have to. You know, you got to you got to put your pride aside and and just take the points. And I know this is not solely your team because we're again alternating picks here. One, mm-hmm. one, one. Uh, but just just so you know, through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks, you've gotten you have six running backs, and that is just your second receiver. That that was that's my that was my strategy going into mm-hmm. this. I think there are running backs that I, after <clears throat> a handful more that I just don't want on my team at all. So yeah. if I have to take a running back in round six, it's gonna I'm gonna feel really gross about it. Right. So, you know, I, I have to follow that with <clears throat> the only one left of the trio of wide receivers who I claim to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and take DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. He served his suspension. Yeah. His, his first game back, he was targeted 14 times. He had 10 receptions for 103 yards. And he doesn't have Marquise Brown on the team right now because Marquise Brown is injured. Yeah. And he's going to miss significant time, possibly the rest of the season. So who else is uh, Kyler Murray going to throw to at the wide receiver position? I think DeAndre Hopkins going to eat and get 10 plus targets every single game here on out. It's an easy pick for me. Yeah, you know, that's a good one. This is the first player that you've selected that wasn't in my top 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably an oversight on my on my part. I mean, I have I have him written down. I, I just didn't expect it to be taking him. But, um, you know, I mean, you're probably right. I, I've just seen too much of Kyler uh, this season that just I just hate it. <laughs> but yeah. if if he's going to lock into Hopkins like he's done in the past, um, you, the points are going to be there. So that that's that's a solid pick. I, I can't give you too much crap for that one. Kyler did yell at Cliff Kingsbury last week. Like, I don't know if you saw that, how obvious that was. He was, like, so irritated with the play calling. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe something changes there. Who knows? We'll see. Okay. Um, I'm going to get back on the running back train. I've got a few more guys here that I really want to get before the position drives up. I'm going to take Kenneth Walker. Um, Wow. Okay. Okay. Nice. Great pick. I've got one guy ahead of him. But he was he was definitely on my list to go next. Uh, so okay, I want to hear this is good. This is good. Yeah, you know Kenneth Walker. I mean, I was excited for a shot penny in this offense with with, with Geno Smith. <clears throat> I, they were going to have to lean on the run game. Right. Um, and if I was excited for Rashad Penny, I'm I'm even more excited for Kenneth Walker without Rashad Penny being there. The guy's been tearing it up um, in his last three games, which is when he's seen significant work. Six point seven yards per carry. He's got four touchdowns. I mean, he just appears unstoppable. He's a threat to take the house anytime he touches the ball. Um, you know, they, they can't continue to rely on Geno Smith, especially if DK Metcalf's going to miss time um, yeah. down the road here. I mean, Kenneth Walker seems like a smash featured running back. I'm going to take him. He, he's, he feels like Nick Chubb light at, at this right. point, and I'm happy to take that in the second round. 
It's fantastic. Love the pick. This is like my favorite pick you've had. <laughs> Good. I'm going to go with someone that is crazy we have not mentioned yet. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's got a new home, right? He's with the 49ers now. But he was limited in last game because he needs to get acclimated with the team. And when he did touch the ball, he was highly efficient, um, you know, rushing for nine yards here, 11 yards there. Like the dude still Christian McCaffrey and he's in a much better offense. Of course, they don't need to rely on him as much, but I think he's going to get a lot more scoring opportunities in this offense. You know, if, if Jeff Wilson, could be a fantasy relevant running back in this offense. Christian McCaffrey is going to have no problem. He could potentially be, if he stays healthy, which is such a caveat that we have to always say. Right. He could, if if they utilize him the way he, you are supposed to utilize Christian McCaffrey, he could be the number one running back for the remainder of the season. So you know uh, that that there is yeah. no chance he stays healthy, and you know why? why? He's Christian McCaffrey, and he's now a San Francisco 49ers running back. <laughs> there is there is zero percent chance that that cross section makes it through the end of the season. Yeah, um, I, I do have the sinking feeling though that that Christian McCaffrey that they traded for him to make Debo Samuel happy. Like D- Debo doesn't like having to do all of the things that the they ask him to do in that yeah. offense. And I feel like that's just why they've added Christian McCaffrey to do that. I don't know what this offense looks like with if Elijah Mitchell comes back, if he's just an afterthought now and it's just CMC. Um, but we haven't really seen CMC share with somebody else before. That might be yeah. an interesting dynamic if if Elijah Mitchell comes back because they're completely different guys. Right. Um, it, it could work. I just I just don't know what that looks like. Um, so am I saying this is a bad pick? Absolutely not. Middle of the second round, you can't go wrong with this. But I mean, I, I, there's just no way he stays healthy, right? Or, or does he? Hey, when you, you know, there are times when you take injury into consideration. Mm-hmm. And with Christian McCaffrey, we're, I think we're doing that. And that's why he's going in the middle of the second round. That This is the cliff. And I, I don't know what to do from here. So... I'm going to swing for the fences with this pick, I think. And, and the reason I want to do that is you win your fantasy championships the last two, three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And and by that point, I think that Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper are going to be firing on all cylinders. Um, we've seen Amari Cooper go into just God mode, get traded to the Cowboys and go right. absolutely ballistic. He, he's playing well. He, you know, He's no slouch at this point. But I do think that that Deshaun Watson coming back into this offense and him being the alpha wide receiver. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones is there, but he's not anywhere near Amari Cooper status. Um, so I, I think Amari Cooper could could be a, a league winner type producer d- down the stretch. So that's what I'm going to go with. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, I see the reasoning. Um, he probably would have been around 27 to 30 range for me as mm-hmm. far as top 24 that we're, we're going off of. But um, yeah, I mean, if he clicks with, if Deshaun Watson comes in, that's the only thing I'm hesitant about. It's like, 
is he gonna it's been so long since he's played football like is he just gonna come in and just be like operating this offense like it's you know it's nothing to him i don't know it's it's a little i'm I'm a little worried about that i guess but if it does work out you're right it's this is another kind of i wouldn't even say it's a high risk because amari cooper has been decent even with set in there so that's why i made the pick because i yeah, feel like it's yeah. safe because i'm yeah, gonna it, get at least what he's doing now it's safe with with some high reward you know potential there so i, I like that's that exactly it. yep all right um let's see i have a couple of choices here and i'm just trying to decide which one well let me fill some space here because i would have t- i would have taken Pittman there by the way okay michael Pittman would have been the pick okay. hands down as my next wide receiver Right. But we talked about the Matt Ryan situation. With the Matt Ryan situation, right. afraid yes. of that now. But Pittman would have been the no-brainer, my next wide receiver, if it wasn't for that situation. Okay. I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to go crazy. Why not? Let's have okay. fun with it. It's the end of the second round here. Yeah. Um, my second tight end. Ooh. Mark I'm glad Andrews. you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Andrews. Yeah, this might be actually the only time we have to actually discuss tight ends. This episode has gone long. Yeah. But, something to note when we do mock drafts. Um, So Mark Andrews, he was keeping pace with Kelsey into that last dud game against the Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns, but that was an outlier. That's not who he is. He's Mark Andrews is second best in all relevant tight end stats behind the one and only Travis Kelsey. And Mark Andrews is a producer. He gets targets. He gets receptions. He gets yards. He gets touchdowns. I, I, I mean, I would be super happy if this was my first, um, you know, tight end and I got him toward the end of the second round. So Mark Andrews. Love it. If I was doing a real, a real draft for redraft, my targets at tight end would have been to try to get Mark Andrews as the tight end too, or wait a few more rounds and go with Fryermuth. Like that, that, that mm-hmm. would be my strategy. Cause I'm not going to pay it for Kelsey for the reasons that I stated before. Cause I feel like it's a mirage. It's got, it can't be real. <laughs> there's something going on there, but I don't want to pay that price. I feel like Andrews is, is right there with him um, for the remainder of the season scoring. And I'd rather pay the cheaper price. If I can, if I can get a cheaper uh, price for Andrews um, right. or I would just try to wait, get Fryer or somebody like that and, and, and take some value later on in the draft. Um, so solid pick there um, for me, I'm getting to receiver and I just don't like, I just don't like at all at this point. I feel like they're all the same guy to me. Uh, going forward. So I'm going to get one of the last running backs that I feel good about their workload. I'm going to take Damian Pierce. Um, I mean, he's getting 77% of the team's rushing attempts and the team is bad and he's still performing. So I'll just, I'll just take the the guaranteed steady guy um, and and feel pretty good about it. At at this point in the draft, I'm pairing him as my running back two behind Austin Eckler. If you want to break down the, the teams that, that we've been picking here. Yeah. Um, so I feel pretty good that steady uh, ground and pound kind of guy. And then Austin Eckler, obviously the more flashy pass catcher, but that feels like a pretty good pairing. And I, and I like it. All right. So who was it again? Damian Pierce just had a, yeah. Okay. That's good. I had him on my, on my list too. So good. And you know what? I'm just to, Oh man. This is my, I think this is my last pick. It is your last pick. This is my last pick. Okay. Um, let me just share a couple names that I could decide from here. Jalen Waddle. He mm-hmm. is fourth in receiving yards, and he actually has one more t- touchdown than Tyreek Hill. 
<laughs> so, I mean, he's legit. He's almost like a T. Higgins to Jamar Chase uh, in a sense where he can be more consistent than the more explosive player, um, which which I really like. But just to make this point and and um, kind of kind of um, highlight a, a tweet I put out before we started recording this, I'm gonna go ahead with Ramondre Stevenson, running back for the New England Patriots, and let me tell you why. Okay, I tweeted out just before we started recording. Among running backs in their last three games played in PPR, Ramondre Stevenson has the third most fantasy football points. Fifth most is Kenneth Walker, and seventh most is Damian Pierce. So, clearly, in this last game, Ramondre Stevenson, it looks like the Patriots are turning the page, not just with Mac Jones to possibly zappy rest of the season, I think Ramondre Stevenson has finally taken that leap and is going to be the lead back in New England over uh, Harris. So I'm going to go ahead with Ramondre Stevenson, who has the third most fantasy points among running backs in his last three games played. That's we got to start retraining ourselves with this New England team. Yeah, because in the past, it, you could never trust their running backs. You could I never trust them when Tom Brady not. was there. You're right. And But Stevenson, I mean, he's a big guy. He's getting the receiving work. If you, if you remove the, the logo off the side of the helmet, this guy's a no-brainer. But right. it's that Patriots running back. I just got to retrain myself to not be so worried about it, I think, with, with him. That's, that's a solid pick. Well, Ramondre um, Stevenson, let me just say this one, one last thing. Among wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, he's actually the 15th, has the 15th most fantasy points <laughs> on the season, not just yeah, the last three it, weeks. He's getting on it the done. Season. Yeah. So this last game, he actually had eight targets, caught all eight of them for 59 yards. And he also had 11 rushes on the ground and a touchdown. So, yeah. I mean, for my last pick in the second round, I, I kind of like it. So I'm in a tough spot here. There is there is one more running back that I even want at all, but I, I don't want him all that much. Um, so I'm considering Joe Mixon here just because of the offense he's on, the scoring opportunities he's going to get. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were talking about Eckler not being on the field all the time. Like, why is P. Ryan in the game? Like, I, I guess it's because they want Joe Burrow to survive until he turns 26 years old. Right, like th- that they have the the pass blocking back in there more often, but I, f- I feel like Mixon's the scoring opportunities are there, the yards have got to get there. They they just have to, but there's also a possibility that he's not the same that he's been before. His yard per carry is down. Um, he's he's not being as efficient. So, I think I'm going to shy away from Mixon. Um, so I'm looking back over at the receivers, guys like Ceedee Lamb, AJ Brown, mm-hmm. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Chris Olave, like. It, on a points per game basis is getting there. His air yards, you know, the metrics everybody throws out there are off the charts. If I knew uh, James Winston was his quarterback every game the rest of the way, I, I might be in on that one. And you know how I yeah. feel about rookie wide receivers. Right. But the scoring opportunities are just bananas with, with Chris Olave. Um, 
Christian Kirk mm-hmm. has really surprised me this season. He, mm-hmm. he, I thought he would do well, and he's he's playing great. But I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle, uh, the aforementioned nice. Jalen Waddle. Nice. It, it's it's a solid pick. You know, Tua. You know, we're talking about rest of the season here. If Tua's back, ready to go, yep. um, doesn't have any of those uh, neurological sort of issues sticking around. If he's good to go, Waddle's a, a game breaker, like we talked about. If you want to win a week, this is a guy you want. Um, I'll take Jalen Waddle and feel pretty good about it here. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to run through these really quick. This is a little bit of a longer episode, but here is our top 24 players in a redraft, redraft uh, league. <laughs> so we started Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne. Our first receiver off the board at six was Stephon Diggs. We got Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Swift, and then on the turn, Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry, and then into the second round here, we have Dalvin Cook, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenneth Walker, Christian McCaffrey falling all the way to 19, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, Mark Andrews, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, and Jalen Waddle closes us out. Guys, let us know. Who'd we miss? Who'd we reach on? I'm, I'm sure we could become a punching bag on this one. but And, and it's hard to do these midseason. But yeah, hey, yeah. if we're wrong, let us know. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Stay tilted. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Fantasy Tilt Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Tilt Pod. Help support the show by subscribing and please leave us a review on iTunes.